You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn family, and welcome back to another edition of E2C Extra, where we cover anything and everything within the Auburn family spectrum. Whether it's about Auburn sports, Auburn food, or Auburn TV shows, somehow someone convinced me to have an episode series about The Bachelor. Go figure. That's, that's still weird for me. Let's not talk about it. That's what we talk about here on E2C Extra. So we like to talk about special topics here. And usually when we think about special topics, we think about things like Auburn uniforms and our colors and things of that nature. And if you think about that topic series, there's one person that you think about. And that would be one Clinton Richardson of the Auburn Uniform Database. Clint, what is going on, my friend? I'm just glad that I'm not having to watch The Bachelor again for content. <laughs> Can you believe that was like a year ago at this point? Jeez, was it? This year's uh, been almost. so long. This year's um, been so long. I just remember that the season finale of that was occurring about the time that the the actual outbreak happened here and everybody went into shutdown mode. And so, in a way, I think we can blame The Bachelor series for causing us all this pain and suffering at this point. I think it's a fair assessment. I went through my fair share of pain trying to grab screenshots from that godforsaken show. <laughs> you got to give the people what they want, Clint. Uh, you didn't think that you'd be breaking down the dresses of the ladies and Maddie Pruitt at that point, did you? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not doing dress wear. I'm doing Maddie and Pilot Pete. Is that his name? Ah, I've read him off. We're in Auburn basketball uniforms, so I'm keeping it relevant to the job, but I felt so dirty after that one. It, it's one of those things, it's like, I we kind of have to delve into it, because that's kind of our thing, right? But at the same yep. time, it just doesn't make you feel good at the end of this. Probably the same feeling Whoa. for Maddie at the end of Pilot Pete and the way he did her wrong. <laughs> anyway, this is not the Bachelor series. <laughs> this is what happens when Clint and I get together is we go off into tangents and rabbit holes. So back to hear what we're talking about. And we're going to talk about, obviously, the Citrus Bowl that is about to take place, depending on when you're hearing this. It may have been after the fact. But this is not necessarily a preview of the game itself and the actual athletics that are going to take place, but the aesthetics and some of the history around this game, but more specifically as well, the team that will be playing, the Northwestern Wildcats, who, in my opinion have one of the better uniforms out there in college football. I think we're all partial to the burnt orange and navy and the designs on there. But, Clint, I think you are probably probably pretty fond of this uniform set from Northwestern as well. Well, I'll, I'll preface that by saying I'm surprised that you like it. And You're, why is that? You are so traditionally minded. And when these uniforms were first revealed in 2012, they were rather controversial. And it all has to do with the all-powerful, almighty Northwestern Stripes. 
And I know you know what these are, Kyle, because you know that you've listened to me push these for years now. Uh, how have I ever? <laughs> if you've watched an Auburn football game, you know what a Northwestern stripe is, even if you don't know know it by name. It's the stripe that dons the helmet and the jersey and not quite the pants, and that's a topic for a different day. But <laughs> Northwestern stripes are defined by a large center stripe with two thinner stripes on the outer side separated by about that same width of the outer stripe so ratio wise it goes one one two one one and on auburn's helmet stripes it's the the outer navy stripes are a half inch the blank negative space or the white stripe in the middle is also a half inch and then the center orange stripe is an inch wide and those all originated from northwestern hence the name uh, pretty much there's only two sets of stripes in athletics as far as I'm concerned that are named after a school and it's Northwestern stripes what Auburn wears and then UCLA stripes the over the shoulder vertical stripes that if you've ever watched an LSU football game you know what a UCLA stripe is and I will UCLA never also... look at LSU the same again thank you for that Clint <laughs> uh they just they just absolutely love what comes out of uh, California, don't they? But Apparently so. They did get Orgeron from out of California, so there's a little tie there as well. So there you go. Those are, those are strike names, and I wish we had more of them, actually. It would be nice out there. Maybe Auburn can come up with something in the future. Everybody thinks, for some reason, that new head coach Brian Harson is going to mix things up a lot and change the, the uniforms up. Uh, I, I don't know that I think that that's going to happen right don't, away. Don't don't be stealing next week's Auburn Uniform Database article, Kyle. That's just it's a coming out in there. the week. It's that's coming a, out in a week. It's a hint and a taste for your for your readers there just to go and check it out over at auburnuniforms.com. And more specifically, <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more about this as we go throughout the show here, your article that you've written about the history of the Citrus Bowl. But well, let's not get off these Northwestern stripes here. Here I was the other day talking to you on the phone. I was like, you know what? I wonder if Northwestern is where Northwestern stripes came from. And you're like, Kyle, you're, you're such a smart guy. And I'm, I'd never thought of it before. Like it just, it never <laughs> dawned on me that this would have originated from them. But then when you start looking at it, you're like, of course, this is exactly what Auburn has minus the colors. And I think personally, Clint, yes, I'm a traditionalist and a simplicity fan and while I'm looking at their uniform set right now, currently it's not the simplest, but it's one of the more simple ones out there. And just because it's got something that ties it to Auburn is my affinity towards it. So I'm willing to, you know, not be such a traditionalist in certain cases. And this is one of them. I mean, that's fine, you know, <laughs> but again, you know, let, let's just start from the beginning. So in 1928, Northwestern debuted their first Jersey that featured the Northwestern stripes. It was an all white Jersey with three purple stripes on the sleeves. And those existed for in, in different variations for a number of seasons until 1956, which at that point, 1956 was the first year that Auburn football wore true Northwestern stripes on the helmet and on the sleeves. If you go look at the Auburn uniform database, I have a detailed history catalog of Auburn football uniforms, and you can go see these for yourself. Throughout the 40s and the 50s, 
Auburn wore some variation of what you see today. Uh, the pants with the, the three stripes on the white uh, pants have been around for years and were worn throughout 1951 and 1952. But uh, it wasn't until Northwestern had almost abandoned their design that Auburn had started to embrace it. And that those same, jer- those same stripes have donned every single Auburn football jersey since the 1960s. In the 1950s, like I said, they first wore them, but only on the white jerseys. It was in the, the blue ones were just all plain blue. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Northwestern abandoned their stripes in 1956. They brought them back in the 70s. They brought them back in the 80s. They wore them from 92 to 96, and then they were nowhere to be seen until 2010. And honestly, I don't even remember these uniforms. All of this information is coming from hailtopurple.com with an incredible photo catalog of Northwestern jerseys. But those 2010-2011 uniforms were still under Adidas, and those came right after Auburn had faced the Wildcats in the 2010 Citru- or, um, Outback Bowl, and those things were hideous. <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen pictures lately, but they were hideous. And, you know, I know a lot of people love to give USC, another, we're going back to California, they love to give USC's red and gold uniforms such a, you know, throw them on top of the podium of the great college football uniforms. But maybe it's just because of how uninspired they were there or how much of a catalog design that a lot of teams high school and beyond have pitched from nowadays, but I'm not too fond of them. And that's exactly what Northwestern wore against Auburn a decade ago. Yeah. I'm looking at them now on uh hail to uh hail to purple here, the website that you recommended. And, and it is, it's not inspired at all. Like it, it's just, it's literally like if I drew something and tried to pitch it to the team to, <laughs> to to wear like honestly like i mean it it really doesn't do the it doesn't suggest history or anything like that and i i I mean and it's it's a you know it's a white and a purple base with just a wedge on the shoulders (laughs) a wedge in a different color and then they're not as great uh in logo with the wildcat head i don't know why they ever paired those two together it doesn't work but you know when they finally moved over to under armor in 2012 these things were the hot topic in the uniform realm and of course under armor loves to do what they can to catch up to nike and especially uh oregon and these were kind of out there you know they they designed the uh the marketing campaign around this as reclaim the stripe very few people knew what the northwestern stripe actually was or knew that it had a name and that's what Under Armour set out to do with these new uniforms and probably just because they could because that's how Under Armour seems to roll they didn't put it on the sleeves like Auburn does like Northwestern used to like most teams that wear any kind of stripes will they slapped it on the center of the chest and the center of the back so it runs behind the number and it's such an interesting look that it caused a lot of controversy. You know, just it wasn't it wasn't a very traditional look, but as you said earlier, it kind of is. It's not as out there as you would think, but it's so different 
you know, we're just not used to in American football uniforms seeing those kind of design elements. And, and it was such a unique look. And the fact that they have stuck with it till, till today is kind of the test of time in a world where designs come and go yearly, if not weekly. It's making something old feel new in a way. And kind of, as you said, getting back to your roots, they called it a reclaim the stripe. And I think that's a great slogan there because I think they realized if you've stepped away from this for a certain amount of time and other teams are starting to become known for it after you've stepped away from Auburn is one of them. I mean, I think obviously we're all for, uh, fond of the orange and blue and the, and the stripes on the sides um, and, and the way they look for us. But this is a way to reclaim something that was in honesty theirs, but do something new with it. And while it's, as you said, not conventional, and it's not necessarily something that I want Auburn to do. Maybe this is the beginning of another trend, the Northwestern Stripes 2.0. And maybe we see teams adopting this down the line. Do you think that's in the cards for them? Uh, no, not really. Because <laughs> um, we haven't really seen other teams adopt these kind of looks yet. And maybe Under Armour has really put this one behind a lock and key. But if you go look at, if you go look at a catalog that any team is able to buy uniforms from like a high school or a peewee football or whatever, you will always see very similar templates set up. Like, like I said earlier, I can go into a Nike catalog and buy the USC uniform. Mm -hmm. I can go into the Nike catalog and buy the USC uniform with Michigan state numbers. They let everybody buy that. And that's why you see a lot of teams who wear that similar font that have these weird notches in the numbers. That's a Michigan state thing that they didn't really keep under lock and key very well, but you don't see this approach. I can take just about any other team's uniforms under, under armor, Auburn, UAB, Wisconsin, um, <clears throat> Notre Dame, and I can find their base design in the under armor catalog. And I can yeah. buy them myself right now. But again, this one's not been there. Hmm. But it's funny you mentioned that you wouldn't want Auburn to do this. Oh, no, Clint. No, no. <laughs> I Don't you do this to me. <laughs> I didn't put it in the article that I should have. When those uniforms were released back in 2012, maybe the year after, I made, I, I took their reveal photos and tweaked it. Hmm. And instead of an all-white uniform with purple stripes across the chest they were now orange and blue mm. and you know what it didn't look that bad clint i take it back i don't want this i don't like this anymore <laughs> just get don't you bring this here it literally makes my heart hurt every time you release your odd uniform combinations for auburn every single year uh, and just i watch favorite article every year it's my favorite one as well, but it but it hurts me, Clint. It makes me cry tears out of my backyard. I have a spot. I have three spots in my backyard. One that my boss makes me cry in. The second one's for my wife. The third one is where I go to cry when you post uniform concepts that just make my eyes hurt. I'm serious about this. All right. <laughs> oh boy. I, I think you should release it though and let us see it and just let the entire world explode uh, and see what happens. And well, that'll maybe that'll be my. That'll be my teaser tweet to get people to read my article tomorrow. So there you go. And that tells you when we're recording this. Hey, Auburn fans. I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. 
Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Also, I do want to note, uh, since we're on kind of the whole similarities for uniforms with Auburn and Northwestern, even though their colors are so different, you already brought it up, the um, connection that we're both Under Armour um, teams. And, you know, they switched right after their meeting with us. While I'd love to attribute us to making them make the swap, obviously, no, that's not the reason. But um, you see a lot of other teams that are part of the um, Under Armour brand. But I, in my opinion... Do you think, I guess it's not my opinion, but I want to ask yours, do you think that Auburn and Northwestern are probably the marquee teams under that brand? No. Oh, really? I don't think, I don't think Northwestern is. And that could just be, you know, chalked up to be in a private school in Chicago and, you know, not, not the biggest college football landscape, I would say, Mm -hmm. but there are so many other teams that have kind of taken that that reign of marquee. And I don't even know if you could say Auburn is a marquee Under Armour team at this point for, for numerous reasons. And, and again, we'll have to save the discussion about Under Armour and their financial history for a later <laughs> day because that's not here nor now. But, you know, if, I think if you look down the list of – Northwestern or of Under Armour teams, you've got Texas Tech, you've got South Carolina, you've got Boston College, who is now ending their contract with Under Armour. Uh, you've got Cincinnati, who is ending their contract with Under Armour early. Um, and Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame, for all the perceptions that I think a lot of people outside of South Bend, Indiana have of the school, is such a marquee and such a totem school for so many companies. They love yeah. to tout Notre Dame, whether they're right or wrong. Again, not here nor now, but <laughs> that Notre Dame, when they came in to the Under Armour family, so to speak, they, they just toppled everybody. And, you know, when Auburn re-signed with Under Armour in 2015, they signed to a dollar amount that was still lower than what Notre Dame had had renegotiated a year before or had originally signed the year before. 
Mm. And uh, Wisconsin also signed to a large number. But then you also had Cal and UCLA, who has since reportedly terminated their contract with Under Armour for other reasons. Um, but they signed to just massive numbers. And I don't, I don't think you can fully read into where Under Armour tends to rank their schools just based off of their numbers. But I think it's a really good metric. And at that point, Auburn had been bumped down to four or five, and they just re-signed that contract two weeks after hmm. or two weeks before. So, you know, there's – I actually have copies of both Under Armour contracts, and they're always interesting to read through just because of what's necessary to be included. But I don't recall seeing a national television advertisement from Under Armour that includes Auburn since 2010 and that's in the contract wow you're right i can't think of one either at this point that's interesting huh well uh, i don't know what that says about their uh (laughs) you of having auburn in their brand uh but i you know i've always thought that we were one of their their top teams there but then when you start naming teams like wisconsin and and notre dame you kind of makes you realize that we're kind of we're still medium fishes in a big pond <laughs> well and point. i think when you when you look at their teams auburn is still up there in the top but when you look at their players and their athletes on an individual level i think when you combine those two lists auburn is much lower on that tier list when you've got cam newton who is absolutely not the number one player under 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 armor's banner at this point but you have tom brady steph curry who now has his own uh brand we had there's a curry brand that was just released about a month ago um you know that under armor has been really good with picking the right athletes jordan spieth signed with under armor not too long before he went on his tear winning major tournaments on the golf tour but there are just so many incredible athletes that under armor has under their banner that i think it's hard for them to kind of manage the teams yeah definitely. And, and i and again this is all conjecture i don't have any insight into this other than what i have been able to observe over the past couple of years and you are a good observer of that my friend only here on auburn uniform database can you get the not only the colors but the dimensions of the each <laughs> stripe of the northwestern stripes and uh, just to round out our discussion about the similarities between Auburn and Northwestern, obviously they've got the the shared uh, interest in terms of being Under Armour teams together currently. Uh, and while Auburn may be the more prominent team uh, when comparing the two under that banner, uh, we probably do bow a little bit to Northwestern for giving us the Northwestern stripes that look so dang good on the <laughs> Auburn uniforms and should never, ever change. Do you hear me, Clint? I hear you. I hear you. Never change. Don't if if one day somehow you become powerful enough to affect that and you change my northwestern stripes, I will come for you, my friend. I know where you are. I I have been nominated as the czar of Auburn uniforms. Unfortunately, Auburn University has not taken me up on that nomination. But (laughs) should that happen, this is my political campaign. I promise you to not mess with the stripes. Thank you. Because I like them too. They are my favorite thing in the world. I do want to use that to transition for just a second into the game uh, itself for Auburn and Northwestern in the Citrus Bowl and talk about your your piece a little bit that you just wrote at Auburn Uniform Database. Auburn's Citrus Bowl 
history. You can go to it right now on the front page, and you can also find it on Clint's uh, tweets and all his other social media posts as well, and I'm, and we'll be retweeting it as well to make sure you have full access to go check that out. I know that you mentioned in the article, Clint, that Auburn will be wearing whites and that Northwestern will be wearing the color of their choice, but the question is, based on their designs that I'm looking at right now, will they choose the the, the mainly black or the mainly purple? What do you think? I think they'll go purple because it's a, you know, and this this thinking has been kind of proven wrong at times with other schools, but it's a big game. It's a national television. It's a national stage where you're more traditional looks. Um, in the last two bowl games, they have gone black helmets, white jerseys and white pants in 2018. And then in 2017, they went black helmet, purple shirt and purple pants. So they like their purple and they like their black. <laughs> personally i so in my mind in my eyes mind i like to see you know if auburn's the home team in blue you've got a white blue white combo i always like to see the opponent match that with contrast so i want to see a colored helmet a white jersey and a colored set of pants and unfortunately because the sec is so rather traditional uniform wise we don't get to see that a lot but since auburn is going to be an all white don't really want to see Northwestern in any white. Yeah. And they, they went white heavy in 2010, going with a purple helmet and white pants and jerseys. So I would personally love to see Northwestern break out the purple, purple, black look against Auburn's all whites. I think that would create a really good matchup on the field. I do think it would look very nice, but I'm always in favor of a black getup, the black helmets and the black jerseys oh, and pants no. like, I look. I know Clint. I know. I know you hate it, but there's something about. And I don't know. Do they wear a matte helmet as well with that, or is it, is it got the shine uh, on it? Yeah, it's it's a matte black helmet. Oh, Clint. There's there's a lot of things that I get excited about in this world. Uh, <laughs> Auburn being one of them, but a matte black helmet for anybody, man. That just that just that just gets me going, man. Ooh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you, man. When I see someone stroll out there, and, and my wife doesn't understand this at all, she, and every time she sees someone come out, no matter what, what color it is, and it's matte, she's like, God, Kyle likes that helmet. I don't understand why, but matte black for sure. <laughs> so that is what I am pitching for, Northwestern. Please <laughs> give me that contrast. I need it. I need it to happen. I, I do want to give you an opportunity, Clint, to share just a little bit about your article, what you talk about in it, because I don't want you to give away uh, the whole shebang, because I want people to go check it out themselves at Auburn Uniform Database. Um, but just let us know kind of what you, you basically talk about there, the history of Auburn and the Citrus Bowl. Yeah, so every year I publish a preview of the specific bowl game that Auburn is going to play into, and obviously this year's the Citrus Bowl. We've done it at least the last four years five years. I think the first one I did, it was the sugar bowl. So we've done sugar, peach music and outback previously. And now today we've got the citrus bowl and every year we, it's the same format each year, just about. So it starts off with a uniform history to show you what the uniforms look like, what color Auburn wore and always one of my favorites, the bowl patches and the, Auburn's first trip to the what was then called the Tangerine Bowl in 1982 was actually the first time Auburn had ever worn a bowl game patch. So that's one of my favorite, you know, just trivia tidbits. Mm -hmm. So we go through all the 
all the bowl game uniforms. We discuss what, like what we've just been talking about, what Northwestern will wear, what they tend to wear, you know, just a discussion on what that uniform matchup may look like. Um, <clears throat> this year threw in a little bit of a, of an interesting uh, discussion, I think, of will Auburn honor Pat Dye with the uniforms? Since oh, you're going to bring Pat into it to get me to change the uniforms, Clint. I see what angle you're taking here. <laughs> well, so obviously last year the precedent was set of honoring a great Auburn man and Pat Sullivan, who had just passed away. Will Auburn bring that back to honor Pat Dye, maybe by adding an a uh, an old school classic orange face mask that was around when Pat Dye first took over as head coach at Auburn University. So my feelings are in there. So go read it and you'll figure it out. And I'd love to hear what you think online. And then probably my favorite aspect of the Auburn uniform database is the collection of historic bowl game field designs. Sounds silly, but wait until you go see these. Auburn's played in 44, 45 bowl games in the past. And I think I have all but like four or five documented on this page. And every single bowl game paints their field in such a different way. There's so much character. There's so much uniqueness to them. And they're so much fun to look at. So we, we round it out by showcasing all the different designs that Auburn has played on in this specific bowl game and kind of basing it off of previous designs, what this year's might look like as well. So I don't know. I haven't cataloged every single bowl games field across their entire history, but I don't know if there is another field that has as many corporate advertisements as the citrus bowl has had throughout its history. (laughs) There are a lot of capital one logos in the last couple of times that Auburn has played in this bowl game. Which means a lot more work for Clint (laughs) (laughs) to go through and find all those different things here. Uh, I really found the article very informative, uh, just kind of going through all the different things for Auburn, Northwestern, but obviously the bowl itself. And it really gives you an appreciation for the history that there is, not just for Auburn or Northwestern, but for college football as a whole, when you can go in and analyze how things have changed over time. Uh, aesthetically even, just on that aspect alone, not even on gameplay uh, for this. And there's a lot to be interested in and talk about there. So I hope that you'll go over to Auburn Uniform Database and check that out for for Clint there on his homepage right now. It is a great article, and uh, he does strong work there, and I highly, highly recommend it. I want us to close, Clint, by picking which name you prefer for this bowl. And I'm going to give you three the three options, the three main options, because I know there's been variants on which how it came into play and all that stuff. It used to be Capital One Citrus Bowl. So Capital One Bowl, Citrus Bowl, or Tangerine Bowl. If you could rename it and have it stay forever like that, what would it be? Well, you will never see me pick a corporate name for the bowl game. <laughs> I thought so not. Capital One is out. Again, I don't know if any bowl game has ever had as many name changes as the Florida, as the Central Florida Citrus Bowl. It's what I want to call it now, but I, I wish the tangerine pole yes. had stood around longer. I love that first bowl patch that Auburn wore in 1982. I really like the citrus bowl. I like the name. It fits perfectly in Orange County in Orlando, but tangerine is just such a fun name. I just love it that. Is. 
It is, and it, you remember it. You know, there's a you think of the Rose Bowl, you think of California. Like even if that's nothing really related to California that that you, makes you think of it, but you associate the Rose with the game out in California at the end of the year. Tangerine is something that just sticks out. Citrus just kind of is so generic and like in and broad, not generic but broad. Tangerine is something that you, sugar is something that you think of down in New Orleans. Orange Bowl down in Miami. And so on. You could keep making the uh, analogies all the way down there. So I agree. Tangerine is well, and where it, it's and at. And it helps when when a stadium like Camping World Stadium in Orlando hosts multiple bowl games as the Cheez-It Bowl is playing right now. And there may or may not be a third bowl game in the stadium this year. But you've got to differentiate those. And I've never really understood it, why they play multiple in the same stadium. It's silly to me. Mm-hmm. But that's... We're going to have a lot of different discussions on different days. I've already scheduled that in for you, Kyle. <laughs> Just jot it down and you tell me when you want to be here, buddy. Because <laughs> I always learn something new from Clint, whether it's about some stripes or some design <laughs> things that he's trying to make on the side to make me upset and, and, throw, and pull my what little hair I do have out left. Um, so th- with that being said, Clint, you've done fine work again on this article. Please do go check it out, folks. And uh, Clint, if they want to get in touch with you in any way, what, ca- what way can they do that? You can follow me on Twitter at ClintAU24. As always, you can check out the Auburn Uniform database at AuburnUniforms.com, or you can follow the AUD on social media at Auburn Uniforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And that's all we have for you here on this episode of E2C Extra. But until we talk to you again, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?